All right. Hello and welcome. Today is Tuesday, December 8th. Today we are speaking with Phil Wilkinson. This is the Back of the Net Soccer Podcast, CISC Soccer Podcast, and we're glad you're with us. Phil is currently our community engagement director, as well as a director on the girls' side of the club, and also helps out on the boys' side of the club and coaches multiple teams. Phil's one of my good friends here, and I'm really excited to have him on. Phil, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Barry. Yeah, great. So, Phil, what we always like to do when we get started with these is we want to learn a little bit about you. So, we want to know where you're from, what brought you to the States, how you got involved with um, one of the legacy clubs, and then, you know, what do you do now for Charlotte Independent Soccer Club? So let's start with where are you from? I'm from Durham, which is in northeast of England. And how did you get to the States? Did you come over for soccer? Is this, is this your first stint here? Have you been here twice, three times? Long story short, uh, in college in the early noughties, uh, 2005, I came over to coach and I was in Connecticut. Milford is a director of coaching for around about a year with uh, North American Soccer League. Uh, used to be MLS camps. Uh, I was apparently coming back the following year. Uh, things at home didn't work out that way. Uh, my father took sick and I ended up not coming back out until an opportunity presented itself here in Mooresville. Let me, let me jump in. So 2005, you were working for an NASL team or you were working for MLS camps or was it one and the same or did I get that wrong? It's all one and the same. So it was North American Soccer League, MLS camps. They were running to, together as a, as a unit and they provided very similar to what we kind of do here within our area, our community, provide coaches that come from different backgrounds and different areas of the world. Um, into the communities to try and bring in their expertise and different cultures. Okay. So they were running different community engagement events through soccer and the two groups that were doing it were the MLS camps and then NASL. Yeah. It was all, all, all in the same, all in one working together, but they kind of had two different identities. Okay. And you did that for a year and that was up in Connecticut and then you went yeah. back home. Yeah. And I went back home and then I was back home playing a little bit of soccer and living my life until around about 2008 when I was actually going into the Navy. But unfortunately, failed my eyesight test and uh, that put an end to, to everything um, on that front. So I, uh, I was uh, actually uh, working as a chef and um, a friend community uh, contacted me and said of an opportunity here in North Carolina if I was interested in coming out to do some coaching so I I jumped at that opportunity I really enjoyed my time here previously so it was a it was a good opportunity again right so you were back home uh looked into the navy it didn't work out my, my grandfather was the same way he wanted to be in the air force and uh didn't have the eyes for it um, but it was always a passion of his but you made it back to the states and that brought you to the North Carolina area. And then correct me if I'm wrong, you, you were up in the Statesville area before you started working with one of our legacy clubs? I was in, in Mooresville. I was working with South Adult Soccer Association through a, an independent contractor. And when that contract ended, I went again back home for around a year, year and a half. And South Adult Soccer Association asked if I'd be interested in coming out on a full-time permanent basis with them which is something I did 
as their director of coaching. And that yeah. was in 2011. Yeah, there's no surprise there. If anybody knows Phil, Phil is, uh, <laughs> if he says he's going to get it done, he's going to get it done and he's going to do it with a really, really high level. Um, so I'm not surprised that you came out and you worked for them and they said, hey, this guy's great. We need to bring him back full time. Speaks to what you do for us now as well. And I don't think anything's changed. Before we jump into um, what you do now for Charlotte Independence, just a little bit more on the background there, Phil. What club do you support back home for anybody that's un- unsure or unaware of where Durham is? And, uh, you know, how did you get into that club? I got talked to a game by my father in the late 80s, uh, Sunland v. Bury. So I became a Sunland fan through my father's choice and uh, still uh, curse him to this day for that. It's not a, it's not a blessing. It's definitely a curse. Born into the Sunderland curse. <laughs> Absolutely. If anybody hasn't had a chance to see it, uh, there's a great Netflix is it, it's one or two seasons. I've only seen half of it. Um, but there's a, there's a Netflix show that's all about Sunderland. Um, Sunderland yeah, till I die. Sunderland till I die. And that's uh, exactly how it is. Unfortunately, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be the way, the way I go is uh, the Sunderland flag around my chest. Right. So in 2011, you're working for CISA. Um, you make your way over to Lake Norman Soccer Club, one of our legacy clubs. And then obviously with the merger, then we moved into what is now the Charlotte Independent Soccer Club. So what do you do for us here? Um, and then, you know, the big thing that I want to talk about after you kind of give your one-two of what's going on and touch on some of the things that you're currently doing, I want to talk about adult soccer. So what do you do for us now at Charlotte Independence? I am the community engagement director here in the in the north and south, uh, I have a Jay Lockhart who helps as well. So together we come up with the different initiatives that were previously with the legacy clubs as well as new initiatives and try to make it an all-inclusive soccer club by having everybody involved as much as possible. So we have different programs for disability Soccer with Top Soccer, Power Chair, looking to try and start a blind soccer team with uh, the current pandemic and situation that didn't come to fruition this year, but hopefully we will get back and doing that next year. Um, we go and try to raise funds and awareness for different programs in our community, um, breast cancer awareness. Um, we do a goalkeeper toy drive. Uh, which uh, was a great initiative that was from the Legacy Club and our goalkeeper and coach, Jason Strange. So there's a lot of different things that we try to do and be involved in the community. So if you have suggestions, ideas, we love to listen to them, hear them, and try to implement as much as possible to bring everyone together. I just think the generosity shown over the last few months from our members has been amazing, overwhelming at times to think that uh, even in this current situation, people are still willing to give the time and the finances to help everybody. Yeah. Essentially the community engagement thing is anything outside of our traditional soccer. Correct. So you talked about, you know, top soccer and you talked about power chair soccer and those are two separate programs. Obviously right. you talked about a future program, one that we were trying to get off the ground before COVID hit with the blind soccer. Uh, and then I know you guys also do cl- uh, clinics for the different areas. I know I was down with a clinic with you guys in the Charlotte area and that was a lot of fun. Um, I also know that you do the food drive, the Thanksgiving food drive that we just finished. Obviously, the breast cancer awareness that you mentioned, as well as the goalkeeping Christmas toys. I think it's goalkeeping wars for toys, something like that. And then on top of that, you also, you and Jay set up the, right after COVID hit, you guys set up the FIFA tournament. We did, yeah. We tried to do one earlier in the year. 
as part of a fundraising scheme to help with uh, power soccer, blind soccer, and our top soccer programs, trying to raise a little bit of extra funds. It's uh, it's a, it's a, everything we do with these programs are free. Um, the club is fortunate enough to put help finance, and we've had some other sponsors help as well. But you know, the funds only go so far. So we try to do little fundraisers where we can put put uh, more money and opportunities into these programs. Yeah, well, let's jump in right there because I think it's a perfect segue before we get into the adult soccer, um, and then we'll move into that topic. If somebody wants to help. You know, if somebody's out there like, oh, that sounds awesome. I, I don't know what I could possibly do to help. I know there's a lot of different avenues. So why don't you touch on some of those, whether it's financial support or volunteering time and, you know, how somebody would go about either learning what they can do or who to reach out to if they've got an idea. Yeah, uh, financial support's always helpful, but time is the biggest thing. Uh, people who are willing and able to volunteer their time just to reach out to myself uh, F-I-L-W at independentsoccer.club Phil Wilkinson just email me uh, we have a we have a list of volunteers uh, able to come out and help when we do need things we have events coming up constantly we have uh, different organizations to work closely with to make sure we're able to help them as uh, as time so a lot of our members do help already so we have a list and very thankful and grateful for their help when we need it yeah, great. So if you're interested in financial support, that's obviously an option. The big thing that we typically need is we need more manpower. So if you're willing to volunteer, then reach out to Phil at the club. And it's his email is the same as everybody else's email, at least in terms of the structure. It's first name, last name, first initial at independentsoccer.club. So again, that's F-I-L-W at independentsoccer.club. All right. Well, Phil, I just, uh, again, man, I, I know you do a lot of work for us and I think you do an excellent job. So I just wanted to touch on that one more time. I'm, I'm really happy to have you on. Let's talk about um, adult soccer. Cause this is probably the thing. And look, I'm a sock, I'm a soccer junkie, but the guys that you guys have out there, people that come out and play the consistency and the love of the game. It's, it's something to behold. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Those guys are out there every Wednesday, every Sunday, depending on what their league is like. And we're talking about basically the entire season throughout the course of the year. So when did you start Mooresville Adult Soccer Association, Massa? What does it look like? What do we offer? And uh, yeah, just give us, give us some information on it. Uh, so part of our club is Mooresville Adult Soccer Association, which is obviously based up in Mooresville. And we also have a Sunday night North Neck Legacy Club League on a Sunday night. But the Mooresville Adult Association that I've been involved with, I started in late 2011, which just happened by chance. I was, I'd been here seven or eight months when I first permanently came in 2011 and was struggling to find somewhere to play. I got a few of the parents asking me if they knew of anything and I said, not really. They said, well, maybe we can come out to the field. I was like, yeah, let me know when you want to come out. I'll uh, book the field, I'll get the lights on. It was, it was late in 2011, it was dark, it was cold. So we went out one Sunday night. There was about six guys came out to play and we had fun. We played for an hour or so and then we decided to do it the following Wednesday, which would become our Wednesday night 7v7 league. And uh, from then it's just taken off. So every Wednesday and Sunday, people start coming out. And after a couple of months, we literally had 100 people coming out to participate and play and pick up games. So that's how the league started. One of the guys said, do you think you can do a league? Because I'm tired of traveling so far to play. And they were traveling south of Charlotte. Uh, so we went ahead, tried to get it started for that spring. 
and it was the Monday before first game and was looking very unlikely that we were going to go ahead. I was actually about to send an email to the captains of the four teams saying, hey, this is all we have. Are you guys good with this? Because we were looking to try to have different levels of play. So it was very sporadic on the levels. And I got an email saying, hey, we want to play. And then I got another one. And all of a sudden we had we had eight teams uh, within the next hour. And it was... It was so awesome. you, had, you doubled your registration within an hour, like the day before or the day of? The day two days before. I was literally sending an email saying, hey, guys, we might not have to, we not be able to play. Um, we've got four teams. We can go ahead and try. And someone emailed me as I was typing up an email. It's, and then it just took off after that. And we ended up having eight teams that first season. And from then, it just continued to, to grow and grow. Uh, nothing that I've done, just people want to play. And we have a great community and we have some great facilities. So we started our first season at Stumpy Creek Park. Uh, there was a couple of rainouts, so we moved it over to Mazeppa Park for that following 2012 fall season uh, using the turf fields. And after that, it just just accelerated the growth of the league. Yes, yeah, so you have a you have a fall and a spring season. Um, and your traditional season is Wednesday nights. And they, they play, what, eight games before playoffs? So depending on, on the season, we have, we have a max of 24 teams. We have four divisions, all okay. different levels of players. So we have our premiership division, which is the top. We have our second, which is the challenge, the selectors, the third. And then our over 35 league, which is we're trying to move into over 40s because the majority of the players are over 40 in that division as well. Uh, we have six teams in each division. They play each team twice in a regular season. So they get 10 regular season games. And then there's the playoffs. And so if a team a team does well, they can get up to 13 games in a season. But each team is guaranteed at least 11 games every year. And, they and, you, ba- seven- and you basically run that twice. You run that in the fall season. And then you yeah. run it again in the spring. And each year, teams apply. Or, or if they are already in that division or if they won their division, they apply to be in that either Premiership, Challenge, Select, or over 40 year. Obviously, the over 40 is, uh, or 35. The over 35 is an age group, and the other ones are first, second, and third flights. We, we do a promotion relegation system. So if you're in the Premiership and you have a bad season and you get relegated and the team in the Challenge Division wins the league, they have the option to be promoted. So we try to run a promotion relegation system. That's kind of fun and exciting as well. So just trying to keep it really traditional, the English style, as I would say. And what about when you're not in season? I know there's pickup. I know there's, uh, so we, the leagues play on Wednesday and there's 10 to 13 weekends or 14 weekends of that actual season, both in the fall and the spring. What about the Wednesday nights when the season's not actually going on? There's no counting games. So Wednesday nights off season, we do, we do free pickup games from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, people just come out and participate and play uh, from the league and, we just randomly select teams. You know, you can be with some friends, you can be with other people, you can be against your friends. We just literally, people walk through the gate, we hand them a penny, and we go out and play. We generally yeah. get anywhere between 50 and 80 people come out most nights. Yeah, so if you're in the league, you also have access to these Wednesday nights. And we're talking all about Mazepi here, guys. Phil mentioned it earlier uh, at the North Mex site. Um, over at Bradford, I believe, they have Sunday night adult soccer as well. So we have two different leagues uh, for, for adults in the area. Um, but this win that we're talking about, the Mooresville Adult Soccer Association, it's got its Wednesday league in the fall and the spring. And then when they're not playing, 
we're talking about every Wednesday across, across the course of the year. If you're signed up in the league on Wednesday nights, is it se- I'm sorry, 7 to 8 and 8 to 9, is that right on Wednesdays? The Wednesdays are 7 to 9, so seven it's a two-hour period. We will play games from 7 to 8, and then we'll rotate the fields so everyone's getting to play different teams from 8 to 9. And then on a Sunday night, we do 6 to 8, which is just the same setup. Right, so you have two opportunities outside of the season to play, pick up, and then obviously in league, I believe you run the Sunday night pickups as well. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy, guys. Anybody that's been at Mazeppa that trains at Mazeppa, um, you'll see the adults out there, and they're there rain or shine, snow or hail. They're basically out. How many times do you think you've canceled uh, one of your sessions over the last eight years there, Phil? Since we've started it, it's been a handful of times. We pretty much play every single time. We can. It's very rare a session gets canceled. The only time it really gets canceled if it's if it's a thunderstorm. Otherwise, we will we will play. Yeah, um, he's he's being play. literal there, guys. He's he needs less than ten, <laughs> a couple of handfuls. We we have a committed group, should I say, that we will play Christmas Day. We will play New Year's Eve. Um, over the last eight or nine years of doing this. I will get emails saying, are we still participating on Christmas Day? I was like, yes, we'll, we'll play. I'll be there if you're going to be there. And they are there. And there's a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah, use all – it's it's four 9v9 fields um, over on Mazeppa turf. It's two turf fields, two 11v11s. Um, but so, all those pickup nights, you know, you're looking at like 10v10, 11v11, uh, depending on the numbers on the night. Sometimes it's sevens. But – you're looking at a good chunk of adults out there having fun. And then I guess the only other question, right? I mean, you mentioned it. You have three divisions, three tiers or flights of, of competitive ability. And then you also have an older age group. Um, but just speak a little bit to the spectrum of player. You know, I know because I've been out there and I've played, in, I've played in the leagues with you guys. But talk a little bit about um, what the competitive requirement, if you're interested in this. You know, do you have to be a top-level player? Do you have to have played in college? What does that look like? No, we have all levels. We have ex-college, ex-professionals. We have players that just coming out for the first time. We have a level for everybody. And you can come out as an individual. We can get you assigned to a team. It's very rare we don't get players assigned unless they come in really late into the season. But everyone generally gets a spot. None of our leagues are specifically co-ed, but we have a numerous amount of ladies that participate. So ladies can play in any of the divisions they want if we can find them a team. Um, the teams come together generally, but we also have groups of fives or sixes that want to participate and want to have a team, but they don't have enough players. So we will assign them players, help them find players. There's always a, there's always a list of 10 to 15 free agents every season that we have to we are able to find a team for them, but as for level of play. Right, and, and then what's – sorry, go ahead. You can come out and play. I mean, we, everyone's welcome. Pickup's a great way to come out and meet people. Uh, we get a lot of people coming new to the area. Like I mentioned earlier, we'll play Christmas Day. A lot of people don't think about it, but when I first moved here, I didn't really know a lot of people. I didn't have, I didn't have anybody here. And it's a great way to, you know, people who are in the area, who don't have family in the area, don't have a lot of friends in the area, that will just come out and play some soccer. It's a, it's a good relief and a great way to meet people. Yeah, spot on. I guess the last thing I want to end with, uh, unless you have anything to add, is what's what's next? I mean, obviously we're 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 still under COVID, um, and there are different challenges and different protocol pieces involved with that. But where are we right now? If you finish the fall season, uh, if somebody's interested in joining up, what's next for them, and how do they do that? 
So we have just finished the fall season on December 2nd. We had to play in masks for the first time this season. Everyone was really grateful and excited that we were able to complete the season um, due to the circumstances. And uh, I currently just got the last trophy placed on my desk. So one of the big things about the league that excites me is another tradition that I brought over from England is we have a man of the match of every game. So each team will come and report their score the scorers and who was man of the match for the for their opponent that game and we have a we have a big presentation at the end of each season where we get together and we hand these trophies out and we're thinking some of these trophies are now eight nine years old because they get get passed around from year to year we get your name put on a plaque then we have the tournament winners trophy the player of the season if you win player of the season you get a free season the next year we have the top goal scorer award so you know Kids like trophies, but adults like trophies too. And it shows with the smiles on the faces when they come and pick it up at the presentation night. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, watching the competitive top division and probably in the other divisions as well, um, the the adults get pretty into it. It's a, it's a competitive endeavor. It is, but we start our new season mid February. Everything's looking quite rosy right now and ready to go. Everything's online at mosleadultsoccer.com and you can also find it at independentsoccer.com under our adult programs. So we're ready for the new season. Everything's up and ready to go. We're just ready to play and registration will open in January and then we will we'll get started. We normally play the spring season from mid-February through to early May and we'll play our fall season, which is mid-August through to late November. Phil, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, we we at the club, at Independence Soccer Club, we're looking to continue our community endeavours and continue to grow things. And adult soccer is one of those things that we think should be part of being inclusive and getting everybody involved. So we've got any adults out there that are looking to play with with a spouse or with old friends, they should look at one of our leagues. I mean, we've got the Mosville League, we've got our Huntersville Area League, which is played out of Bailey and Bradford Park. Then we've got the one that we're hoping to start. We tried to start before COVID, put an end to it this past spring, down in Rock Hill and Manchester Meadows. So we have we have things coming and we just you know, want to get as many people involved in the game. We've got, I know we have a lot of parents on the sideline that watch their, watch their players play. But hey, why don't you come out and play and let your, your let your son and daughter come and watch you? Yeah, well said. I really appreciate the time. Uh, excellent chat. Some of this is new to me, but it's it really is an amazing program, uh, Phil. And I think a lot of times teams and programs take on the personality of of the their leader or their coach or director. And um, you guys are a stalwart over there uh, with the adult soccer. And it was a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate it, Phil. Thank you, Barry.